0: Well, hello there. I'm glad to see that you're you're listening today. I want to thank you for having done so. You know, the sage saith, uh, there are many that uh, claim that it's acclaimed a titillating, bodacious listening experience. I, I hope you find it to be the case as well. Number 220623, A Year with the Church Fathers. Reading Scripture is a foretaste of heaven. Writing to the Bishop Paulinius, St. Jerome tells us that he should love nothing better than reading and meditating on Scripture. I beg you, dear brother, to live among these books, to meditate on them, to know nothing else, to look for nothing else. Don't you think a life like that seems like a foretaste of heaven here on earth? Don't let the simplicity of Scripture or its simple vocabulary put you off. These things are either the fault of the translators or else for a deliberate purpose. For that way, it's better adapted to teaching an illiterate congregation. The educated person can take one meaning and the uneducated another from the same sentence. I'm not so stupid or vain as to tell you that I myself know it, or that here on earth I can pick the fruit that has its roots in heaven. But I confess that I'd like to do so. I put myself before the man who sits idle and making no claim to be a teacher. I readily promise to be a fellow student. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and divine who knocks. It will be opened. Matthew chapter 7, verses 8. Here on earth, let us learn the knowledge that will stay with us in heaven. St. Jerome, letter 53. In God's presence, consider, how well do I know Scripture? Do I spend even a little of every day reading the Bible? Closing Prayer. Lord, enlighten me so that I can understand your life-giving and divine commands and grant me through your grace and mercy to gather from them the assurance of your love and hope and salvation through the year with Thomas Merton, Joys of Silence. The world of men has forgotten the joys of silence, the peace of solitude, which is necessary to some extent for the fullness of human living. If man is constantly exiled from his own home, locked out of his own spiritual solitude, he ceases to be a true person. He no longer lives as a man. He is not even a healthy animal. Man becomes a kind of automaton, living without joy, because he has lost all spontaneity. He is no longer moved from within, but only from outside himself. He no longer makes decisions for himself, but lets them be made for him. Such a man no longer acts upon the outside world, but lets it act upon him. He is propelled through life by a series of collisions with outside forces. His is no longer the life of a human being, but the existence of a sentiment billiard ball. A being without a purpose and without any deeply valid response to reality. The Silent Life. Magnificat. June, number 2023. A reading of the Holy Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 6, verses 7 through 15. Jesus said to his disciples, In praying, do not babble like the pagans who think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them. Your Father knows what you need before you ask him. This is how you are to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven If you do not forgive others, neither will your Father forgive your transgressions. The Gospel of the Lord. Meditation of the Day. Living as Children of the Father. Almighty God has shown to us, Christian people, the treasures of His great mercy, the secret mysteries of the faith and the sacraments of health, by which we may trust indeed to have forgiveness. Certainly they were hidden before and unknown to us, but now in these latter times they are manifested and shown by his only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, as he himself witnesses, saying to his Father, Father, you have hidden and kept secret the mysteries of your Godhead from wise and learned men and shown them to such as are small and of little reputation in this world. Matthew chapter 11. Verse 25, Jesus Christ coming down from the Father in heaven into this world made open and showed to this church the hidden and secret mysteries of his Godhead. He himself bears witness, saying, I have manifested and shown to you all that I have heard of my Father. John chapter 15, verses 15. Also, At His ascension, He promised the Holy Ghost to come who would teach perfectly the knowledge of everything so that now nothing can be more certain to us than what is taught by Holy Church. No way can be found so officious and ready to prove certainty of anything concerning our faith as that the Church has so affirmed and ordained. The Church of God can in no way be beguiled in those things that belong to our faith and to the sure health of the soul, who therefore among us Christian people may not rightly say to God who follows, Good Lord, you have shown to me the mysteries of your infinite wisdom, which were hidden before and unknown to us. But why has God shown us these secrets? What does it profit that his secret mysteries are shown and made open to us? What comfort shall we take by it? Truly, great comfort if we sincerely repent of our old sinful life. Otherwise, we know them to our great harm. For as St. Peter says, it's better not to know the way of the righteous than after knowing it to practice and do the contrary. 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 21. But if we turn to God and follow His commandments, forsaking our wretched life, having faith and trust in His sacraments, we shall undoubtedly obtain forgiveness and mercy by virtue of them. God's Little Instruction Book, number one, two, and three by Honor Books. Golden Nugget number one, inspired by Philippians chapter four, verse seven. Being at peace with yourself is a direct result of finding peace with God. And the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Golden nugget number 2, inspired by Joshua chapter 18, verse 3. If you want to make an easy job seem mighty hard, just keep putting off doing it. How long are ye slack to go to possess the land, Which the Lord God of your fathers hath given you. Golden Nugget number three, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 and 5. Love sees through a telescope, not a microscope. Love endures long and is patient and kind. It takes no account of the evil done to it, it pays no attention to a suffered wrong. Chesterton, day by day. Those Thinkers who cannot believe in any gods often assert that the love of humanity would be in itself sufficient for them, and so perhaps it would if they had it. Tremendous trifles. Reflection. Christian patience is a meek patience, but patience that harbors. An important malice does not differ much from vengeance. Our saints are great in every evangelical virtue, but how great and magnificent they are in meek patience. Perhaps they appear the greatest to us in this virtue because we are the smallest in it. When the Desert Fathers had once gathered around John the dwarf to hear an instruction, a certain envious one heckled, "'Your vessel, O John, is full of poison.' To that, the meek John immediately responded, You said that, only seeing the exterior, but what would you have said if you had been able to see the interior? When they brought out St. Cyprian, the bishop of Carthage, for beheading, he commanded that 25 gold pieces be given his executioners before his death. Quotations by St. Augustine. A good man, though a slave, is free, but a wicked man, though a king, is a slave. For he serves not one man alone. But what is is worse is as many masters as he has vices. Ancient wisdom for today's world. Speak to your wife like this. Tell your wife with great tenderness... I have taken you, my love, to be the companion of my life. I have asked you to share with me in a very high mission together, to have children and make a home. And now I would ask something else of you. Before explaining to her what this something else is, tell her how much you love her. Nothing prepares the ground so well in those who we talk to than knowing that we speak from outflowing love. How will you show this love to her? Tell her, I could have married plenty of other women, rich or of a different sort, class, but I did not choose any of them. It is you that I am in love with, the way you behave, your modesty, your good sense. I could have married a rich woman, a super rich one, but I was not attracted to them. I wanted to marry you because I prefer the virtue of your soul to all the gold on earth. I value your love above everything, and there could not be any greater misfortune for me than to fall out with you. I could lose all my possessions. I could become the poorest of men and face worst risks and suffer no matter what. But I can put up with anything, anything, just so long as You are by my side and love me. I want to have children very much, but only if you love me. And I think you have the same feelings. Include in what you say also the Apostle's words that God himself wills this bond of tenderness. Make her see that for you it is joy to be with her and that thanks to her you would rather be a home than out of doors. Give her preference over your friends, and even over the children she gives you, and love them because of your love for her. Praise and admire her if she does something well. If she chances to make a mistake, one of those slips that can often to very young women happen, give her your advice and remind her of previous suggestions. Only then, only after making her understand all this, tell her there is need to be neither richness nor luxury in your home and help her to dress with modesty and decorum. John Chrysostom on the letter to Ephesians.